Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio with another amazing episode, this time very excited because in the house, we have Jill Nelson, the real deal, because she is uh, the founder, the chairman of the board, the CEO, the woman in charge of Ruby Receptionist, and we're going to be talking about how she has developed a company that year after year wins awards for fastest growing company and has her own brand of customer service and experience that she's going to share with us. She's going to share her wisdom. I am so excited. Jill, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Oh, Chef, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here as a, a student of yours as well. Um, I have, have followed you since the early years. And that's what scares me is that you, you know, you said a student, you make me feel a little bit older than I probably am. But let's talk about that because we, we, just before we started, uh, you mentioned you were a member of EO, the Entrepreneurs Organization. I've been a member of EO since 1994 and love it. And for those that don't know it, EO is um, a, a worldwide organization of, of companies, actually owners of companies, entrepreneur, that's an owner of a company or somebody that has really controlling management of a company. They have to have a minimum of a million dollars in sales and own or run the company. And Jill, you've been doing this for how long? How long has Ruby Receptionist been around? So nearly 16 years now, founded in 2003 out of a little sculptor's studio um, providing live reception service and today we're a tech enabled product but still powered by wonderful humans that deliver a personalized experience for small business and we have over 600 full-time employees and are the voice of 10,000 small businesses throughout the United States. Wow so uh, now you said you're you said digital uh, so you're using technology it's not just voice? We leverage the technology so that our receptionists, who are real people, real oh, friendly people, all here, all here in Portland, Oregon, are not just friendly, but because of the technology, we, are, we sound like we're just part of our customer's office, we're embedded into their day, we have really helpful information, and we can change things on the fly. Just when, when our customers, with a tap of their mobile app, they can change how they like their calls handled, where they want them to go, what they'd like us to let their customers know. And, and um, it's the technology that allows us to be more helpful. Wow. So I would imagine back in 2003, you didn't have much of this. Uh, it was call forwarding probably. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, but early on, we, I just thinking about how to really truly be helpful to the small business I knew that just answering the phone wouldn't be enough. So we actually did have not nearly as wonderful as a technology product back, back, back then, but even back then we found some software that we could use to really populate with as much information about our companies as possible. All right. So I wrote down something uh, just as okay. we started the chat and you called yourself the ambassador of, what was it? The ambassador of first impressions? First impressions, okay. the ambassador of first impressions. So talk, talk to us a little bit about what that means, because really that's a good place to start since it's the first thing, the first impression. That's right. That's right. You know, and, you know, this is, you know, uh, being a 
passionate advocate through of business success through serving the customer. Um, at Ruby, we often talk about every touch point. Um, but that phone call, even if you're, you know, if you are someone who mostly texts or does shopping online, that that all important phone call can be that very, that most important touch point because that's often the moment um, where trust gets built. Um, and so when a potential customer or a consumer takes the time to go off of a website or does a search for you and elects to give you a call, oftentimes it's because it's a really important moment. They want to make a purchase, but they want to know, is this a company that cares about me? Is this a company that's going to take care of me if I buy something online and, and it comes, you know, defected? Um, if you're an attorney, is this, is this attorney actually going to care about this very stressful time that I'm in. Um, and so that phone call really is that opportunity to set the tone and communicate that you're, you are there for your customers, that you care and that you're, you're human and you're, you're a person and people want to do business with people. Yep, you're right. And I believe the first impression sets the tone for every interaction that is to follow. It's not just the first mm -hmm. time somebody calls, it could be the 500th time, but that is the setup. That's right. Yeah. And it so yeah. um, it just out of curiosity, does a, a an individual get assigned to a company or is it a group of individuals? Just how is that set up? If I call, yeah. am I going to am I going to get you like, for example, if you're uh, if you're assigned to my account, is Jill always mm -hmm. answering the phone? Jill is not always answering the phone, but there are a, 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 a team of receptionists that are that generally get to know our customers it's a very economical solution it's it's a small fraction of the price of an in-house receptionist but one of our brand promises is that every single solitary call that comes in during the business day is answered live um, and 99% uh, of those calls are answered within four rings and so in order to for that to happen whether you get a couple calls per month or you know, a hundred calls per day, um, it, we do use groups and that's where that technology comes in and that's also where um, really working hard to um, both hire but, uh, and train but also inspire and empower a workforce that can use the technology to be able to be helpful even if it's the first time they've ever taken a call for that company, um, but they sound consistent and they deliver a consistent, essentially a wow experience that still taps into uh, what humans do best, which is be themselves and make a connection. So it's really our technology and our training and processes that create the consistent experience, even if um, it's a different person answering the phone. And is that person then going to take a message, going to give them, give me information if I'm the customer or transform a transformation to someplace or someone that can help me? All of the above. Um, and it's completely customized and absolutely how uh, our customers wish their calls to be set up. And, and through the mobile app, um, for example, we have one touch status update or you can integrate with your calendar. So you can say, hey, if, if it's a potential new customer, please try to find me and put the call through. Otherwise, take a message and or vice versa. Um, or you know, if I'm available, put the calls through. But if I'm in a meeting, don't. Um, it's completely customizable. Now that said, 
We have taken over 50 million phone calls. So we actually have a point of view about uh, about what is a wonderful call experience. Right. 50 and million we, phone calls. <laughs> that's a lot. Yes, yeah, that's a few more than I yes, get every yes, every day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What so is we, it? So what, we, what, <laughs> tell us what's, what's the secret? You've taken so many calls. What makes for a good phone call? I mean, well, the, you know, the, going back to being the ambassador of first impression, we didn't say we're the gatekeeper, um, which is one of the things we do. We help our small business owners stay focused and eliminate distractions by filtering out um, spam calls and, you know, robocalls and the like. Um, but really, our job is to create a great impression and make their customers feel like we care. Um, and that really needs to be top of mind. So some temptation, sometimes our customers, they, you know, we're, we are integrated with some software. So, so when we take information, it can go right into their software. So the temptation might be, well, when someone calls before you transfer to me, ask these 20 questions. And we may say, you know, I recognize how much you, that, that information is valuable, but the important thing first is to make a great impression and people don't like to be asked 20 questions before we transfer the call. So we'll, we'll coach them to say, how about three things? And then, or maybe we'll try you first. And if you're not available to say it's called, then we'll ask those questions. Um, wow. Things like that. Um, awesome, awesome. So what we're going to do is take a real quick break. And when we come back, okay. I want to ask you, how do you train these people to do the amazing job that they do? So okay. we're going to be back. We're talking with Jill Nelson. She is the, I'm going to say founder, president, chief uh, ambassador of first impressions of okay. uh, Ruby Receptionist. <laughs> Everybody, don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jill Nelson. Jill, there's a stat that I have here that you sent over. I'm can, I, I, it intrigues me. More consumers are calling businesses than ever before. Studies show that 65% of potential customers want to reach a business by phone, and 29% of these calls lead to a purchase. Now, uh, some of the stats are showing, no, phone's going away, but I think in certain businesses, phone is really important. So assuming that we're one of those businesses, and by the way, every business, the phone is important uh, because you should have a way for your customer to connect with you. But let's talk about this stat and give me what the real ROI is in these personal connections that you're mm -hmm. making with yeah. your, uh, your Ruby receptionist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I was surprised to to hear this too in this day and age that phone calls not only aren't aren't going away, but they're actually on the rise. Um, but you know, it's actually driven by our little computers that we hold in our hand, the mobile phones. Um, and when customers do a quick search, um, they're looking at little tiny screens. They don't want to fill out forms. They want to do that click to call, and that's actually with the phone in the hand. And then I think there's actually some generational expectation around instant. And so to get instant answers, you're also 
um, wanting to just push click the call and and get someone who can help you. Um, right. And click so the call may be just making sure your number on your website on the mobile version mm -hmm. is when you touch it, it dials. That's right. That's right. Um, and you know, so in this day and age, when we we think about customer experience, oftentimes it's really convenience because there is an expectation of instant answers, instant availability. Small businesses are competing against, you know, the Amazons of the world. And, and really what they have to do is, is that they have this uh, personal connection to the customer and this, this willingness to do, you know, to deliver a great customer experience. But, but really, the customer, you also have to be able to be there everywhere for the customer as well. Um, but when you, when you um, think about whether or not it's worth it to make that investment to make sure that no matter how your customer wants to reach you, that they're going to get a great experience. Um, the ROI there is just tremendous. You, you actually mentioned the stat that 29% of all phone calls actually lead to a sale or all consumer phone calls lead to a real sale. That is the highest conversion rate of any type of customer contact. So for anyone who's spending any amount of, of, money investing in marketing or exposure for the business if you're spending money and then someone makes that call and it's a bad experience whether it's nobody answers or a, a automated phone tree or possibly or put even on worse, hold somebody for a long time put on hold mm -hmm. or somebody who you know doesn't sound like they actually want to hear from you um, that's just throwing all of that money away. And conversely, um, a happy customer who gets a, a, an unexpected service or felt like, wow, this person's really going to take care of me. We're all busy. We're going to give you as much business as we can. And not only that, we're going to talk about that. And those very same marketing dollars that you spend um, to get that exposure now, instead of being thrown away, not a, a, only are they working you know, in the short term, they're, they're perpetuating and turning into more. I mean, there's, it's just exponential, really, um, both the opportunity cost of not um, right. making sure you're taking care of, of your phone and, and actually delivering a great experience. Right. So you said two things there. Um, and let's see. Uh, one of them, well, you talked about the friction. And I, had, uh, I wanted to basically encapsulate that. Yes. It's got to be easy to get to. You can spend all the money in the world getting people excited about your product, marketing to them, getting them there. And then the last step is they're going to talk to somebody. And if that person blows it, all the money you've spent, it's, it's, it's a shame that's happened. And, and that's unfortunately what some companies do. They spend all this uh, time and effort in getting people to the door and once the door opens and they communicate with somebody, that person hasn't been properly trained. They're not properly equipped. Um, game over. You've you've blown it. The okay. other thing you said, this is really important. You said many of these businesses are competing against Amazon. So I'm going to give you mm -hmm. my take on this. Every mm -hmm. business, every business doesn't necessarily compete with Amazon, but they're being compared mm -hmm. to Amazon. Businesses right, yeah. today are no longer compared to the direct competitor when it comes to customer service and experience. They're compared to the best service they receive from any company. And there's an Amazon effect. There's, um, and that's what I, I, I guess, I don't know if I came up with that phrase because mm -hmm. it just seems natural. It's the effect that Amazon mm -hmm. has had. We know they're open 24 mm -hmm. hours a day. They give us total control. The technology is great. Um, if I've got a customer service issue, they have a great forum for self-service. But when I 
am finding I'm not getting anywhere. I push a button, they call me. It's 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 pretty mm-hmm. amazing. They deliver, they deliver fast, they keep me up to date. And they created a lot of confidence. And by the way, that's what I think a lot of your people do is they create confidence uh, with your yeah. with the customers yeah. of your clients. All right. I want to know how you properly train your people. Let's start about how you hire the people and then let's talk about how you train them. Right, right. I would say, and the big, the big, the big secret is to not untrain them um, or perhaps um, demotivate them to do the very things that you hired them for because of their great personalities. So, um, our leadership philosophy is really incent, inspire, empower. Um, and there is a service pyramid, and hopefully we can provide that to your audience at some point. Um, but we, we start training um, uh, full-time, but we never stop training. And, and there's some technical training on how to use the software and how to, how to talk and how to, how to use words that really invite trust and happiness um, and what matters to our small business. So a lot of our training, we have this sort of uh, in our customer shoes training where we actually make our receptionists take a, play this video game that makes them make choices as a small business owner. Like, do I, do I go to this business and get the, you know, do, put, do this lawn care business or do I go to my kid's recital, um, you know, making these choices? Do I buy advertising? Do I invest in a new piece of equipment? Um, uh, basically try to help our, our receptionists really understand who our customers are and what, how to help them. I mean, it's really, you know, that's more important almost than just, you know, handling a phone call. Um, and then also a lot of empathy around what is the callers, what are the callers feeling? Um, so, you know, other than the usual, how do you come to work and clock in and use our software? There's, those are some of the special things that I think are unique about Ruby. Um, but we're really, what we're trying to uh, inspire our, our receptionists is to, hey, follow the rules so that the, the experience is very consistent and our customers can trust us that every call will be answered, will sound generally the same, so it has that Ruby feel. But at the end of the day, you're you're on the you're on the phone because you're a human. So we want you to use your humanness and step outside of the box and actually break the rules when it's important. So even if a customer has said, "Hey, don't bug me. I'm in a meeting," but it's their kid's school calling and it's the nurse saying their child is sick in the in the office, go ahead and break those rules. You know, if you hear about um, if someone's won a big case, like, hey, get off the phone, send them a one-minute video, maybe send them a card, you know, buy them a pizza, order them a pizza. And we have all kinds of things in our, um, in our office that uh, sort of empower receptionists to be able to do that on their own, and, and, um, which is a whole other conversation. Um, but what well, I, we, I hear what you're saying really is, is you're hiring people <laughs> right to begin with. We are hiring them right to begin with, but it's a it's a waste if we don't also give them the freedom and the space and the ability to really be human and do great things that are not just following the rules. Right. So, you know, a couple of ideas or thoughts come to mind. The Nordstrom handbook. One one Mm -hmm. comment. You know, this is the legend. Just do what's right for the customer, something to that effect. And in a sense, that's what you're doing. So, and I've talked about this on the show a number of times before, but if you've got a choice to hire somebody who has a great, what I would call call center experience, you know, 
Ruby receptionist mm -hmm. type experience in a corporate call center, or you had somebody that was uh, with virtually no experience, but maybe worked in a hotel mm -hmm. for the last 10 years at the front desk. Who do you think is going to be better mm -hmm. qualified? Um, I don't, I honestly don't know, but I'm guessing that either one of them could be successful. Um, we've hired from both actually. Right, right. <laughs> so I so, don't know if you had a, No, no, no. I was just wondering if you, so Jim Bush, senior VP yeah. at the time, executive senior VP worldwide customer service said if he had the choice between yeah. call center experience and hospitality experience, yeah. he would hire hospitality yeah. experience over yeah. supports because you could teach somebody the, the technical aspects of going from screen right. to screen. Yeah. And yeah. Not, so I think yeah. that, but your point is, yes, somebody with great call center experience might have that hospitality background and that hospitality mentality if they don't have the background to, to deliver. But I think that's the most important thing. You start off with the right behavior style and then you say, okay, you said it. Uh, I wrote it down. You incent, you inspire, you empower. Okay. And you empower right. them to act as if they own the right. place. What would you do if this was that's your right. customer themselves? Right. Yep. So that's and, great. And it's a it's a cycle too. If you if you if that person throughout the company knows they're completely empowered if we did wrong by a customer to just give them their, you know, refund them their money, like if they absolutely feel 100% support for the company to do whatever it is that they need to do to to um, make the customer it makes um happy that makes them very very proud and it makes them want to be successful for the company um right. and so it's just this ecosystem that that works together and it does you have to hire well and you have to have that trust right and um, you obviously yeah. train them properly in knowing what they can and can't mm -hmm. do which is what we're going to talk about as soon as we get back from this next okay. break all right we've been talking with jill nelson of ruby receptionist we're going to be right back don't go away Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back with Jill. Jill, you're going to talk to us about how you train your people. So we've hired the right people. We understand the philosophy okay. behind your company. Had some great stats mm -hmm. and facts. Made some really mm -hmm. good points. How do you train these people? How do you, how do you get them mm -hmm. to where you can empower them comfortably to do the job that they're That's hired right. to do? Yeah, That's right. And it is, you know, it's a, it's a constant balance. So our training on foundational things um, gives someone a comfort level that they are able to be successful in how to follow the basic instructions. Um, our service pyramid that is on one of the, uh, one of the links that we're providing to this audience today, um, it is it is sort of our foundation of how we train as well as the, the operating model of which we provide service. Um, and we give this model to our, our new employees when they start to say, hey, we're going to focus at the base of our service pyramid. This is all about foundational stuff, like how to use the the 
software, but it's really, really important that you understand that where we're aspiring to be and where we're going is about making these personal connections. So our service pyramid is very Maslow hierarchy in need. It starts with foundational things, and these are the things that we do have very specific training on, um, and those are the things that provide consistency and accuracy. I mean, obviously, we have to spell names correctly for our um, small business customers, and every one of those 10,000 customers has different um, sets of instructions that, that they rely on us to follow. Um, there's there's word choice that we know makes people happy, and we work, we know there's word choice that actually just send conversations in the wrong way. Those are very very consistent training that allow our receptionists all, that, you know, to give a consistent experience, a reliable one, um, one that is delivers on what we say we're going to do. But the training on how do you train someone to go above and beyond, um, it's really about setting up a system. So one of the things that we have, you know, we talked about Amazon before, but we actually have a prepaid Amazon account. In, um, it's a component of our wow station that all of our employees are um, able to access that account by anything they want at any time for any customer. Our wow station is stocked with things that we know come up in conversation. So when we train for, um, so for example, if someone is like, oh my gosh, I need another cup of coffee, we might send them some Portland coffee with a Ruby coffee mug, or we'll we'll hear people calling in sick and and we have a little get well, you know, tea and um, you know some tissues and and chapstick, you know, you know, little gift bag that we'll send um, to our customers, just like, hey, I hope you feel better. Um, but you know, this is all we're training for what to listen for, so that that um, that our employees can make those connections, and and then what are some ideas on how to make those connections? So we're not telling someone if someone sneezes, send a a gift, you know, gift, but we are saying, hey, we know these are the things people care about. We we know people care about their family. We know that people care about their business success. They like sports teams and hobbies. And, and when you're able to make those connections, those are the opportunities to take it to the next level. And then, and so then we provide training on what does that look like? Does it look like a note card? Does it look like a one minute video? Does it look like a something from our wow station that we might send them? Um, so we have these systems training, but try to leave the creativity. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that. And so uh, you start with the foundation. I believe I'm looking at the pyramid, uh, which at the base is okay. be, be prepared with the right infrastructure. That's, is that, right. that's at the that's base. Right. Next is do what we say we'll do. Anything, I mean, if you want to erode the confidence of a, of a customer quickly, just simply don't do mm -hmm. what you promised you would do. I'll get this that's to right. you by the end that's of the right. day. And two days later, I'm wondering, right. when are they really going to get it to me? foster happiness. Yeah. Now, you're talking about fostering right. happiness internally or for the customer or both. We are. Yeah. And notice like that's still not very far up the just making a customer happy. That's yep. not even halfway up the service pyramid. No, no. Um, but then, generally. Yeah. <laughs> so really, it's just not just doing what we say, but, you know, use the kind of language that makes somebody uh, feel um that makes them happy, you know, or deliver on your promises that makes them happy. Um, you know, um, do your best to try to make the customer happy. I mean, that's what fostering happiness is. Right. And by the way, that's not because they called and they were upset. It's just, uh, they could be a call because, hey, I want to see if I can talk to, to Shep. Well, Shep's not in today. And the way it's said and the way it's handled and the way you take the message, uh, I love it when somebody calls our office and they talk to somebody on our team and 
they, the compliment is, boy, your people are so friendly. And you know what I want to hear? Oh, they, I want, they're right. always friendly. They're always helpful. They're always yeah. knowledgeable. Those are the words you yeah. want to hear, always right. followed by something positive. All right. The next going up the chain here quickly is you create experiences, which is part of the whole, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. any, the, the experience of the entire conversation is what we're referring That's to. That's right. That's yep. right. That's and uh, give them what they don't even know they want. Now, that's an interesting one. Go with me there. Tell me, take a minute and explain yeah. what that is. That's right. And, you know, think about, like, we all get that. Figuring out how to train for that is, is a really interesting I know, one. I but know. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's cues. And it's really, at the foundation, it's about listening. Um so one of those things that we um, we know when a when one of our customers we have someone on the line for them and we're like hey it's Bob wants to talk to you and you hear this ah and then that's you know that's the our customer on the other end you know giving the cue that he doesn't want to talk to Bob but he feels his obligation to take it that's our cue to be like you know what why don't we let Bob, you know I'll let Bob know that you're busy and you know and and take a message for you that's sort of the proactive why don't, you know offering of help. Um, but there are things that we just hear. We just hear, like, for example, um, you know, if someone, um, you know, is like, oh, I can't find my headset, you know, wait, no, hold that call before you put them through. I need to find my headset. You know, we might, we might send them a little headset hook. Cause you know, that's a, that's a Ruby trick. We all have to have <laughs> headset hooks. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, I mean, the sky's the limit. It's just really training someone to really listen for what, what is it that customer wants? Right. Or I, that they, I like that. that they so aren't asking you for. create the experience, give them what they don't even know they want. And part of that might be uh, asking the right question that they don't even know they should have asked. All right. And then finally, mm-hmm. at the, mm-hmm. the top of the pyramid, at the point of the pyramid, mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. make meaningful connections. That's right. And I would like to caveat that with that that is our mission. And I think it's really, really appropriate for what it is we are doing. I don't think that that's appropriate for all businesses that want to deliver great customer experience. I think there are, for example, if I, it, when I'm in France, that's actually like socially, you wouldn't make friends with someone that you're doing business with. There's an arm's length transaction. It's very formal. It's very helpful, but the expectation is very different. I think in the, you know, in the medical field, I think there's some businesses where, where your job is not to get personal. Your job is to make someone feel like um, they're taken care of and, and not do this. So I think there's a, there's a service formula for every business that's unique to them. Right. And that is a mix of like, how far do you go on the personal side? Well, I think you define what a meaningful connection is. I think every company, yeah. regardless of whether you're in France, when you're not supposed, when yeah. you're supposed to have your distance. I, I was in Singapore and right. I could have put a, my American Express card or any credit card plastered <laughs> to my forehead and walked in and nobody would approach me because that's just not what you do. However, yeah. When you finally do engage, what are you doing to create that meaningful connection that at least gets you connected to make sure the customer wants to come back? All right. We're at the, we're out of time, which I could talk to you for hours because you sent me a whole list of questions and you know what? We haven't even gotten to question number one because we started talking about many (laughs) other things. I'm sure a lot of it's in here, but if if you could share with this one thing, I call it the one thing question. What one thing do you want to leave behind? Oh my God. Uh, what one thing do you remind us of? What's really important? If you wanted this audience, if there's one thing that I want to make sure these people hear and know, what would it be? Um, 
the best way to help a customer and give great customer service is to help that customer be successful. What is Uh, it that you're there to help them accomplish? Yeah. So it's not about my needs. It's all about your needs. It's all about what you Mm -hmm. want and making you successful. Well, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. Jill, you have been awesome. We've been talking with Jill Nelson. If you want to learn more about it, I believe it's callruby.com. Is that the website? That's right. CallRuby.com. You'll learn all about Jill and her company, an amazing award-winning company, one of the top in the world, not just the nation. Fellow EO member, it's great to chat, Jill. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another amazing interview. So until then, Shep Hyken here reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.